Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Health and Sports Show. My name is Tom Butterfield, and I'm exceptionally happy to be your host, as always, because today we're going to take a look at a really interesting subject that falls under the health pillar of movement and training. Now, are you the type of person that keeps picking up annoying and frustrating injuries just as you're about to reach a good level of fitness? You know, why does this keep happening? Well, I'm going to let you in on a secret today of how we can exercise in a way that not only helps you to improve your fitness and get you closer to your goals, but also helps to reduce your risk of injury too. When I started playing competitive sports at sort of senior level, I was about sort of 16, 17. And every time I stepped onto the training field, I used to really push myself to the absolute limit. And it was the only way that I really knew how to progress. And of course, the coaches loved it because I was just giving everything all the time. But I noticed that some of the more experienced players, you know, guys who'd probably played football almost as long as I'd been on the planet for, uh, just often seemed to sort of coast through some sessions. And I found that quite difficult to take. I couldn't understand why they wouldn't be giving it their absolute everything every single training session. You know, it, it bothered me. It really did. But as the season progressed, I was the one picking up injuries here, injuries there, maybe felt like I was lacking a little bit of energy. So, of course, the only way I knew was to push harder. You know, I can't be fit enough, I tell myself. And yes, you guessed it. The injuries would return. I'd lose my place in the team, etc. And it was just a cycle that kept on going. But those more experienced players never missed a minute of action. They were ever present throughout the whole season. And they managed to play at a really high, consistent level, suffering really few injuries at all. And looking back on it now, with the knowledge that I've sort of gained through education, experience, talk with elite athletes and their medical teams, I can absolutely see where I was going wrong. I was revving my engine into the red line every time I switched it on. And yeah, for definite, it got me to a higher fitness level faster, but it was just completely unsustainable. I pushed so hard in sessions that I would be physically sick. I'd lose, <laughs> I'd lose the power of speech a few times. You know, I couldn't control my tongue. And I even passed out once or twice as well. And my body just couldn't keep up with this level of uh, intensity. So it just broke down. Unfortunately, I didn't learn my lesson until it was far too late. Any chance of reaching my potential was over before it really even started. So I want to share with uh, all of you, if there are all of you listening, maybe I'm just talking to myself, who knows? Uh, but there's three different ways that you can exercise or train. And hopefully that will help you to avoid the trap that I fell into. And you can see if you can notice which one I seem to be in all the time. And knowing these three different ways will most likely reduce your risk of injury. And it's going to make it much easier to stay in good physical shape. So the first of these is practice. Okay, this is. 
a more sort of gentle exercise, if you like, with the main purpose being to improve your technique in a certain movement or skill, you know, whatever it is, your heart rate is going to be low and you might not even break into a sweat. So for the squat movement, this could involve a drill that makes sure that we're hinging from the hips during a bodyweight squat. We do it slowly with a maximum attention on how the movement feels, not necessarily the number of repetitions or weight lifted. So this is much more quality over quantity. So if you were putting, for example, if you're a golfer, you wouldn't just go out there and just aggressively smash 50 balls as fast as you could into the hole. You would take your time, make sure that you had your stance right, your grip was correct, you control your breathing and go through your routine and hit the ball into the hole. I don't play golf. <laughs> okay, so um, if any of that was completely off, please feel free to let me know. But that's what it looks like to me is it's something that just takes a lot of effort to read greens and, and all that sort of stuff. But uh, I'm sure some of you can put me right on that. Number two is training. So number one is practice. Number two is training. Training is more rigorous exercise that's focused upon perhaps building your strength, aerobic or anaerobic fitness, for example. In short, it's looking to increase the size of your engine so that you can train to higher intensities and take higher loads. For uh, Let's stick with our squat. We'd be looking to increase the load by maybe increasing the weight lifted or perhaps by the number of repetitions completed or maybe even increasing the speed of the movement or reduce the rest time between sets. So all of those things are looking to change the intensity in some way. And number three is competition. This is you pushing yourself to the absolute limit. You're looking to win or beat your personal best. The result is all that matters. So when you're working to your maximum, your technique will suffer because you're operating at the very, very edge of your physical limits. Your engine is in, you know, that red, it's at that red line. And this is fine. And this is okay to do it when it's needed. But how many times do we actually need to be doing that? Yep, you've recognized it. Hopefully that number three is where I used to spend most of my exercise time. Because every time I stepped out onto the field, or went to the gym, or went for a run, I was always trying to beat my best. Not caring about technique or anything like that. And ultimately it cost me potentially you know, a, a more fruitful, more enjoyable career in the sport that I was extremely passionate about. So what I want you to do is to think about the way you exercise and whether you're practicing, you're training, or you're competing during your sessions. Now, I talk to a lot of people, you know, in daily practice and outside of practice as well. And I know where most people spend their time. <laughs> Not everyone, but where most people are. So I really want you to be honest with yourself. And it's not wrong. It's just a chance to, you know, take reflection 
and just a little bit of uh, self-awareness about what you're doing. Think about what you need to work on and any potential benefits that it could bring to just change that approach up a little bit. And if you're not sure how to do this, then you can either speak to your, your coach or your trainer, or you're very welcome to contact us, you know, either put it into one of the reviews for, for the episode, or, you know, we've got all our social media handles that we'll go through in a moment at the end of the episode, but feel free to get in contact with us. But whoever you've got trust in or faith in, speak to them and see what you can do about that. So in summary, if you're the person who keeps picking up little niggling injuries that are just putting the brakes on your progress, look at your exercise sessions and identify whether you are either practicing, training or competing. Ideally, you want to be practicing and training much, much, much more than you are competing. Otherwise, your technique's going to suffer and repeating this suboptimal technique will potentially increase your risk of injury because you'll be loading in a way that your body is not efficient in. And remember, speak to your coach or your trainer. And if you've got any questions, stick them in the comments or you can message us directly. But thank you for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed the show. It certainly made me uh, reflect on my own habits. But if you do have any questions or you'd like to get in contact, you can email us on info at elevatehealthuk.com or you can find some of our work on YouTube. You can see us on Facebook, Instagram, etc. Not doing loads on Instagram, to be fair, at the moment. The podcast and YouTube is taking up quite a lot of our time. But all of our social media handles are in the show notes. And if you really want to help us out, then please take one or two minutes to leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. By all means, you know, five stars is great, but we want you to be honest. And if it's a one star, that's fine. I'd rather you leave a one star than leave no review at all, because the feedback is really, really important. You know, if you do leave a one star, do write down why, because that will really help us to uh, develop the show and try and make it better and get rid of these uh, things that maybe aren't as quite as good as we'd like them to be. But thanks again and really look forward to seeing you in the next show. So take care. Bye bye.